How are the largest car companies doing at switching to electric vehicles? And was Ox and Solar wrong for getting the U.S. Department of Congress to look at retroactive solar tariffs? Welcome to the Climate Recap from the Becosphere Climate Corner, your go-to place for international and U.S.-based climate news. I'm Becky Hogue, a science writer. Today is Thursday, May 19th. Let's jump right into the news you need to start your day. Let's start with some hot climate events. On Sunday, New Delhi, India recorded its highest record ever, 120 degrees Fahrenheit, or 49 degrees Celsius. Health experts there say that heat-related instances admitted to hospitals have increased by 20%. It's only May. Climate change makes record-breaking heat waves in India and Pakistan 100 times more likely, according to a new study by the United Kingdom Meteorology Office. The region should now expect to see heat waves that beat 2010 heat records every three years. Without climate change, temperatures like these should only be seen once every 312 years. Meanwhile, several towns in France hit May heat records yesterday, reaching a low 90 degrees Fahrenheit or 33 to 34 degrees Celsius. The last 37 days in France have been above average temperatures. Spain could reach as high as 40 degrees Celsius today, which would be the earliest heat wave in the country's recorded history. Now for some climate studies. The World Meteorological Organization published its Save the Global Climate report, looking at how 2021 went. It confirmed that the last seven-year period was the hottest period on record, though 2021 was relatively cool due to the La Nina, at about 1.11 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. That means the next El Nino year will likely be the hottest year on record. 2021 did see record ocean temperatures, record global mean sea level rise, and record ocean acidification. In Asia, China's National Climate Center forecasts flooding this summer to be as bad as last summer, which killed hundreds. The Guangxi and Guangdong provinces already caught a glimpse of it last week when heavy rains damaged more than 2,300 hectares of crops, $15.4 million of damage. Scientists found that the atmosphere can hold 7% more rain for every degree warmed. And in Europe, a new study published in Science Daily found that the 33-month drought Europe experienced from 2018 to 2020 was the worst drought the continent had experienced in at least 250 years. Overall, it was 5 degrees Fahrenheit or 2.8 degrees Celsius warmer there than the average, causing maize production in Belgium, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Germany, and France to drop by 20 to 40 percent. We need some climate victories after that. Let's start with the United Nations Secretary General Gutierrez announcing a five-point plan yesterday to dramatically scale up renewable usage. His plan includes smoothing out technology, sharing issues between developed and developing countries, and advancing energy storage. It will need to be taken over by a country to start being utilized. Meanwhile, a committee of the European Parliament voted to make substantial changes to how the Union subsidizes biomass. Remember on Monday, I talked about how burning wood is considered a form of renewable energy by most countries, even though it's definitely not? Well, the European Union's rethinking its stance on that, and this vote was the first big step in doing so. It would end both direct and indirect biomass subsidies. 
One parliament member wants to clarify that it will be primarily woody biomass to specifically target supplies coming from wood harvesting operations in forests, with exceptions for wood sourced from trees damaged by fires, pests, and disease. The committee will need to finalize its petition and send it to the floor for a full parliament vote. Ten EU states, led by Sweden, sent a letter saying amendments would destabilize the market, making it harder for the EU to meet its goal of reaching a 55% emissions reduction compared to 1990 levels by 2030. I'll keep you posted on how it goes. Now over to the U.S. The Midwest has lost a third of its topsoil. This is mainly due to industrial agriculture practices like overtilling the land and can cause Dust Bowl remnant events like the one I mentioned on Tuesday. The U.S. agriculture industry also accounts for 10% of the country's emissions. Switching up farming practices can kill two birds with one stone, so the farming program STAR is kind of a big deal. The Saving Tomorrow's Agriculture Resources program was created by two farmers and rates how well farmers are implementing sustainable agriculture practices, like using fewer chemicals, limiting plowing, and planting cover crops. These practices also help farms to act as carbon sinks, rather than emitting carbon. So far, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, and Colorado have begun using the STAR rating. Awesome, but now on to some climate fails. Only Tesla and Mercedes-Benz are on track to meet climate goals out of the world's 12 largest car makers, according to new research by InfluenceMap. The car companies falling furthest behind are Toyota, Nissan, and Honda, with General Motors and Hyundai also falling behind quite a bit. The International Energy Agency says over 57% of cars sold must be electric by 2030 for us to keep warming below 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. Toyota and Honda are only on track to have 14% and 18% of their cars be electric vehicles by 2029, according to IHS Market. Meanwhile, a new report by Eurostat found that the EU has reached emissions rates similar to how they were in 2018 during the last quarter of 2021. That's an 8% jump from the last quarter of 2020. The countries with the largest emissions jump at the end of 2021 were Estonia, Bulgaria, Sweden, and Belgium. These countries increased their emissions so much that they registered more than what was lost during the pandemic. However, the long-term trend for EU countries shows a slow long-term reduction. And over in the U.S., Bloomberg NEF researchers have come out to say that Oxen Solar misinterpreted their findings when it called for the Commerce Department to investigate possible circumvention of tariffs on solar modules and cells. The accusation was that China was routing its products through several Southeast Asian countries to reach the U.S. without tariffs. The BNEF research was the main source cited in the company's petition. Concern over the Department of Commerce imposing high tariffs on products from Vietnam, Cambodia, Malaysia, and Thailand has hindered the growth of U.S. solar substantially already. House Democrats say they are committed to resolving the uncertainty. Let's finish off with a good piece of chemical news. Plains All-American Pipeline reached a $230 million settlement with California over the 2015 oil spill in Southern California. The pipeline spilled 132,000 gallons of crude oil, which stuck to beaches up to 100 miles away. The state's Justice Department said Plains failed to adequately respond. In 2020, the pipeline company settled with the department for $60 million, agreeing to pay for cleanup, damages to ecosystems, and penalties. 
Well, now this new settlement pledges $184 million to go to fishers hurt by the spill, and another $60 million will go to more than 3,000 beachfront property owners impacted. A little bit of justice. And that was your climate news for Thursday, May 19th. If you like the work I do, please follow this podcast, give it a five-star rating, leave a review, and consider checking out the Becksphere Climate Corner YouTube channel. Remember to talk about the climate crisis every single day and to support your local news organizations. Bye for now.